everybody, and welcome to the Right Reality Podcast. My name is Mixie. And I'm very nervous. <laughs> and we are, well, nervous. You're nervous. I am I feel like a third wheel, to be honest with you. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I feel like I'm going to secretly watch my friend on his date. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. A little sneak date. Yeah. A sneak date, yeah. Guys, this is this is this is a big moment for me. It's a big moment for the podcast. It's a big moment for America. <laughs> if I'm speaking, because you're all part of this journey with me, we speak yeah. to the lovely and talented America's sweetheart Annie. We get her feelings on everything that happened with the last episode. The edit. Did she see this coming? Spoiler alert! It's probably not what you think. So stay tuned for that. Also, an update on Cut. What's happening with Cut? I know it's burning on your. Burning on your brain cells, trying to figure out what's happening. We do get an answer. We do, we do, and and you guys, we get answers on what she thought of the edit. Um, if if she saw connections with Kala and Steven that the rest of us didn't, it's really nice to hear it from the other side. So, without further ado, here is Annie. All right, everybody, we have America's sweetheart, I think, undeniably, Miss Annie with us today. Hi, Miss Annie. Hi, I love that intro. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's deserved, and uh, everyone's been saying it on Twitter, I mean, and it's true. I really think you are America's sweetheart. Uh, the, The whole show, you were just so genuine and kind to everybody. It was refreshing as hell to watch and uh i'm excited to talk to you so thank you so much for for hopping on and talking to us oh my gosh thanks for having me i'm so excited to chat with you guys and hash it all out got a lot to say we're getting down to the nitty-gritty what happened i blacked out oh also steven's here (laughs) i looked at my screen i saw annie i blacked out where am i (laughs) we're we're talking to annie wake up whoa i this is this is not a dream nope She's right there. Oh, my goodness. you can go now. (laughs) I need you to stay for moral support. I am third wheeling hard right now, but I'm going to do my best to wingman you, Steven. I got you. (laughs) Hi. How are you doing? Good good morning. Um, Yeah. See? This is why I need you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. I think it's – I mean, it's really early morning for you, but – yeah, uh, you can probably tell by my voice is a little bit raspy, but we had a fun night last night. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the finale finally aired. You finally were like free to do and say what you wanted to do and say. <laughs> I mean, that had to have been a relief. It was more of a relief of just not keeping secrets. If you know me, you know, I literally can't keep a secret. So having to hold on to the ending for the past, what, like four or five months, I've just been itching to tell yeah. everybody and to ha- have everybody know, you know, how it ended. So here we are. We made it. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, we. I want to ask you something first. How are you doing? I know that this that you were dumped a couple months ago now. So uh, how 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 are you feeling? Are you over it? Like where are you at with that? Well, thank you for asking. I uh-huh. I'm doing really well. I'm really happy. I think. I mean, you have to answer all the questions in vague, and you have to answer all of the questions with vague answers. And the entire time since I've been back, all I've been saying is, you know, everything happened exactly the way it was supposed to. And I really genuinely feel that. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, it was hard. Right. And so I got to the end and I really truly believed that me and Steven were meant to be together at the end of it to then obviously have that not happen. I think I was more shocked than anything. I was shocked Mm -hmm. and hurt um, to come home and 
not be able to talk about it. Mm. So you have to like go through your whole, uh, you know, like mourning that relationship and like mourning what could have been yeah. completely isolated. That was really yeah, difficult. Wow. Um, and then to watch it all back, I, I was so excited to watch it back to see the special moments that me and Steven had, but also to see Steven and Calla's connection grow because when I was in the house filming, I didn't see it at all. Honestly, oh. I thought Calla was interested in Kurt the whole time. So then when, and I mean, you might have questions later on, but when we got down to the final four uh-huh. and Martin said, you know, Calla and Annie, you're here for Steven. I honestly was sitting on the couch and I was like, amazing. Yeah. Cool. In the bag. Yeah. I truly felt that way. And so I- let's, uh, let's just wrap this up. No need to keep filming. <laughs> let's just go. You know what I mean? I mean, that's really how I felt. Yeah. yeah. I was really confident in the way that me and Steven's connection grew. And we, I mean, it was truly the line dancing date that our connection really started um, to come down to the end. I think this is a really long winded answer answer to say like, I'm doing really well. Thank you for asking. But it was, it was definitely a, a roller coaster to get here. Well, I mean, you kind of already jumped into it so we could start talking about it. We all were obviously blindsided as you saw from Steven's reaction video and pretty much everyone on Twitter, everyone was like, what the fuck just happened? So yeah, I was going to ask you if you saw anything with Steven and Kala that, made you like concerned or were like, okay, you know, he has another relationship. Did he say anything to you? Like, especially on that last date where you were like, okay, you know, it is a 50, 50, it's a toss up. Anything? No, honestly. (laughs) Wow. Especially on that last date. And maybe honestly, I think that's on me because I have watched my fair share of dating shows. And so Mm -hmm. I knew going into the experience, I was like, I don't want to waste my time with these guys talking about any other connection they have in the house. I want to spend my time talking about me, what I'm looking for, what he's looking for, and on the relationship that we're we're building together. And I also know myself well enough that if I saw, once I really got feelings for Steven, if I saw him building connections with other women in the house, I would be out. It would be a turnoff to me. I would just be Mm -hmm. so removed from it. And so truly any time that he was around any other girl and I was within, you know, he was within my eye shot. I don't know how you say that. Like, yeah, I could see him. Vision. I would literally physically. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) The coffee hasn't hit yet. It's hard. Um, I know. You get it. But I would literally like turn my body in a different direction. So I didn't have to see him even talking to somebody else because I wanted to stay in the way that I felt with him. And if I saw any kind of connection building with him and somebody else, I would have just been like, okay, like, cool. Like you do that and I'll go find somebody who's all in on me. So mm-hmm. it was very intentional um, to get down to the end. And, you know, that final date, I didn't, and maybe I should have, maybe I should have asked him about his connection with Kala. I just, I didn't want to spend my time talking about somebody else. So, okay, that that makes a lot of sense. And I also would think that like, that's like a classic reality TV show thing is like, it's a waste of time for you yeah. to sit there and talk to the guy that you like about the other relationships. I was just curious, because, you know, all of us are thinking the same thing. And we, we talked to Steven and Kala, and they were even like, you know, we're watching it like, did I, Steven's like, did I even pick Kala? Like, at this rate, what what did I do? Are they going to like change the edit? Like, what happened? So <laughs> it's very interesting. I mean, I, I think that Kala is just a very private person. So I think that like their connections were just something that we didn't see. But uh, I wish we did because I think it would have made a little bit more sense to all of the viewers. Yeah, Kala is very, um, even in the house, she was very, I won't, I won't say reserved because she wasn't reserved, but she was very like 
focused on herself. She was mm-hmm. a little bit more shy. I don't like introspective maybe is the right word. Okay. Um, but she, she got really close with Whitney and I know that she built a really strong friendship with her, but I mean, I, I really didn't get to know Calla that well in the house. And I think mm-hmm. it just like many like other people out there, like it, and like she said, like she said on the show, it takes her a little bit longer to open up. And I think that was true with the women as well as the guys. Um, so it was interesting watching the show back and seeing their connection form. And I saw it honestly more in body language mm-hmm. and obviously I knew how it ended. And so I was searching for, you know, the connection that Steven and Callow were building throughout the episodes yeah. and I could see it. My whole concern is when I was getting ready to watch the season back, I was like, I just want in my head, the ending didn't make sense. I was like, I need it to make sense to me by rewatching this. Mm-hmm. And I think I got that to a point. I will say that, I didn't see a lot of connection throughout mm-hmm. the episodes, but I also know that a lot of the special moments that Steven and I shared didn't make the final edit. And so yeah. I would have to assume the same for him, for him and, and Kala. Yeah. So I'm sure their most special moments, you know, were kept on the cutting room floor as they say in show business. But <laughs> me and Mixie discussed this on the recap. We said like, we believe that was a choice. That was an editing choice. They yeah. had, they had to have stuff. We're pretty sure they had stuff based off us talking to them because he said, you know, there was a good stretch of time where, you know, he knew where he was going. I mean, you'll obviously be able to listen to that. And hopefully you'll get some answers out of that, too. Uh-huh. But it was we believe, at least on our behalf, that this was a choice that they made in terms of the edit to have a moment at the end to get me to, like, absolutely lose my shit and other people to lose their <laughs> shit being like, uh, excuse me. Yeah, and it was it was an exciting ending. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've watched our fair amount of reality television. We kind of know, based off how things are being edited, what's going to happen, and that's why I was so convinced it was you. And you know, we could see the other trains passing in the night in the other relationship, but this was just this was just like completely out of left field. So when you're there that night, on a scale from one to ten, how sure were you that it was you? If I'm being honest, I would say I was like 99% sure it was going to be me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I really, really believed that it was supposed to be us. King of the blind side. I said it. He's the king of the blind side. (laughs) Yeah. And so when that happens, you were very stoic. You didn't like collapse as I'm sure I would have in that moment. You didn't push anything over and try to start a fire like I would in that moment. You didn't smack him across the face like I wanted to. <laughs> so can you describe your your if even if you remember, like how your brain starts processing that and any m- memories that you have in that moment of you trying to make sense? Or does it just kind of go blank like a grenade went off and you're just like there's white everywhere around you and you're just walking towards wherever they tell you to walk? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. I mean, thank you. Yeah, it's like you were a journalist. Oh my god! Maybe like I was paying attention the whole time. Yeah, (laughs) that I had something invested in that moment. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) I guess so. Um, No, but I remember standing there and listening to what Stephen had to say, and when he said my connection with somebody else is stronger, I truly I remember holding my breath, being like, "But." I was expecting a butt to come after that, like a, but I want to be with you. Mm. And then enough time had passed after the fact of him explaining his reasoning and it never came. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I think you could see it on my face of when the realization hit. And I was like, it, it's not me. Um, but something I said 
all throughout filming is that I would so much rather leave heartbroken knowing that I tried and knowing that I was true to my feelings. And yeah, and I did that. And so, you know, I, I really put it all out on the table. Um, I did not play hard to get. <laughs> it was very obvious yeah. what I was feeling and what I was thinking. And I thought, you know, if, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to leave this house with any regrets. And it will work. if it works out, great. If I leave heartbroken, at least I don't look back thinking like, oh, I wish I would have done more. Or, like, what if? At what point, like, watching back, did you get closure? Like, at any point were you like, okay, like this is why or this is it. Did that ever happen watching it back? Or were you like kind of the book was closed before the season even like started? Where were you at with like your heartbreak when it started? And like, did it did watching help? Because I feel like unlike a regular relationship, like you might have been able to start healing to a point because you got so far and then all of a sudden, oh, we're going to start it all over again. Yeah, it was a very interesting experience. So I'll say, um, after we wrapped filming and I came home, the time between wrapping and the show being announced was truly my time to process everything, to close that chapter in that relationship and for me to accept like it wasn't meant to be and that's okay. There's something else out there for me. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard. It was really hard. You know when you're in a relationship and you break up and you are like walking around the city or like driving around in your car and you're like, that's the street I used to walk down to get to his apartment and Mm -hmm. that's where we had our first date. So coming home... I didn't have any of that, right? So there's no association with him anywhere of where I'm living. And at the same time, I couldn't talk about it. So the more I would think about it and the more I tried to process like grieving this relationship, it made me feel like I was making it up. Like it made me feel like I had Mm. made up all the feelings that I had and the way that it ended. And it felt like a fever dream. And so that was like a interesting, really difficult, very unique way to process that relationship. Yeah. But I will say by the time the show was ever announced, I was very okay. I was like very content in the fact that I, it means Stephen were not meant to be and like totally great. I've had so many reminders ever since, you know, filming ended where it's like, it wasn't meant to be. And it was for a reason. There's, mm-hmm. I always say um, that either you're being saved from something or you're saved for something. Oh. And I think this was just I know, isn't that good? I need to lie down. That was so good. She's like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and I just feel like this was a classic example of it just me and Steven not working out just means I'm I'm being saved for someone greater and even better. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Maybe somebody with a PH. <laughs> Let's go. Ah. Hey. Being able to do this where there's two guys means there was also somebody on the other side of this that got all the way to the end and left. I, I want to ask, obviously, we see on social media that you and, you know, the other person who might have gone through this as well, <laughs> Carolyn, you guys have become really, really good friends. How much of you being able to process what you went through and being okay goes to like having somebody to share that moment with? I cannot express to you how grateful I am for Carolyn. And like you said, it's such a unique experience that even when you're dating somebody in real life, you're never you're never really presented with the situation where somebody is choosing somebody else over you. Mm. And that's a hard thing to accept. I I I feel like I'm a very confident person and there were still moments after the fact that I was like you know, was I not enough? Which is like a crazy thing to think because everybody is enough. Yeah. Um, but to have Carolyn 
know exactly how I was feeling, or at least as close as anybody could possibly get. Mm -hmm. We had the same conversation probably a hundred different times about like, this doesn't make sense. Or what if this, or what did they mean by this? Mm -hmm. You know, like we really understood each other on a completely different level. And I'll even say that we, we probably did something we weren't supposed to do, but um, when filming wrapped on that night, on the night of the finale, we both ended up at the same hotel and we got our phones back and we found out which hotel room we were in. So we, it was like five o'clock, <laughs> six o'clock in the morning and oh, we came God. together in my hotel room just to be like, what did, what, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm like so grateful for Carolyn. Because you both had to feel so confident. Like, that's the other thing as well. It was a double blind side. Yeah. They have this, like, shared moment of, like, oh, man, how, how do we do this? Um, was there anything? Yeah. I mean, you mentioned earlier there was moments of your guys' relationship that, that wasn't shown. Besides just that, is there anything that, like, looking back now that you were like, man, that was a really good thing? You know, like, obviously, you understand everything can't make the show. But in terms of funny moments or things that you were like, oh, my God, why didn't that make it in? Anything that comes to your head right away? Um, there are two moments, actually. Well, okay. Um, if we have the time, I will go through them both. <laughs> oh, please, run. Perfect. Um, I think the first... So when I went into the show, and you heard me say this on the finale, that my expectations really could not have been lower... In real life, when I go on dates, nine times out of 10, I'll come home and be like, meh, like, it's just not mm -hmm. it. So what are the odds that I'm going to go on this random show? I thought it was going to be one guy. Turns out it's two. What are the odds that I'm going to actually feel something for these two random people? Yeah. So I had my guard up. I was, you know, just weighing my options. I was very much like tiptoeing into thinking I could even be interested at all. Um, so the mm -hmm. line dancing date what I don't think was super clear is that when we left the the honky tonk bar and came back to the house, we all rode the same van back together. So Steven rode back with us. Oh. And so me and Steven ended up sitting next to each other. And as we're riding back, he very secretly was like rubbing my leg. Mm. Yeah. It was very subtle that nobody else around us knew. And for a second I was like, Oh, like I didn't think he was doing it intentionally. And then I was like, Oh my God, no, he is like, Ooh, <laughs> okay. Uh huh. <laughs> He's had a bit much to drink and he's rubbing his own leg. Wait, that's my leg. <laughs> like literally, that's what I thought. <laughs> and then we were getting up to get off the van and he whispered in my ear, I can't wait to spend more one-on-one -on -one time with you. Mm. And I was like, okay, like he's showing some interest in me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. Like I liked, obviously I liked the way that felt. Um, and then the second moment that comes to mind, and I think this is really why I felt so blindsided at the end was the specific moment. Mm -hmm. So when we were at the hot air balloon date, we were sitting at dinner and you heard me say on the show that um, in my most recent relationships, I use air quotes to say like flings, mm -hmm. in my most recent experiences dating, I got to a point where I was ready to take the next step in the relationship and the guy wasn't. And that made me scared because I was getting to that point in feelings with Steven that I was like, I could see this working out. I'm nervous that this pattern is going to continue on. Yeah. So that's the conversation you saw. What you didn't see is that after the date, we were in the car going back, taking him back to the house, taking me back to the hotel. And we were talking in the backseat of the car. And um, we had like a special moment. And I was like, this is this is what I'm talking about. This is why mm. I'm scared. And he looked me dead in the eyes and he said, Annie, you don't have to be scared. And to me, that was him saying, you're it. I, I want you. And so that's why when you ask if, how confident I was. That was after home. You, he took you guys home, right? Yeah, that was. So we went hometowns and then it was the one on one dates after that. 
I really wish I would have known this information before we talked to him yesterday because I would have had a lot more choice words. Same. Yeah, that uh, you're going to you need to listen to our interview with him. That's all I'm going to say about that because. OK, yeah, <laughs> whatever that means, I'll, I'll be sure to listen. You know, yeah, I don't I don't even you know what? We're going to just back to that date. Yeah, let's 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 brighten this up because I'm getting a little upset over here. I'm, I'm a little mad, but OK. Um, after the air balloon date, or during the air balloon date, you had spaghetti. Um, there was a lady in the tramp type moment. Um, as I'm sure, cause I know you listen to the podcast, as I'm sure you heard my five minute deep dive into the logistics of that. Can you tell me where the noodle went? If there was biting that I didn't see, did it? Like, did somebody just fully take it? Explain <laughs> the noodle. I think the editing team really did us well on that because how disgusting would it have been for you to actually watch us both like slurp the noodle through our mouths? There was biting action going on. We okay. split the we split the noodle. We bit it. Okay, okay. It did not end up on the floor. I I didn't know if like one person took the whole thing or like okay, so it, there was a break in the noodle. I'm happy to hear that. Thank God. Yeah, there was no like bird mouth feeding. That'd be so gross. Oh man. Mixer was really concerned about that, and I didn't think about that at the time, but I was like, that's a really good point. Is there, like, what's, is the noodle in both mouths right now still connected? Like, oh, Because that's also, okay, so even if you did bite it, did you have, like, you can't swallow it while you're making out, yeah. right? So, like, it was in your mouth while you were kissing him, yeah? Yeah, I don't remember the kiss being all that long, but, yeah, it was definitely... Half chewed, ready to be swallowed as we were kissing. That's so gross. Will you ever do that again? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, everyone, now you know it's not worth it. Don't even try it. Don't do it. Don't go there. No, it was cute. Were you also afraid that that place might burn down at any point? Like, it looked a little, I mean, it looked gorgeous, I'm sure, but like, Mixie was concerned for your wellness there, as as I. It looked like a fire hazard. <laughs> I think I really thought it was so gorgeous and beautiful that it didn't even dawn on me that <laughs> it was a fire hazard. <laughs> it was the most flammable place you could possibly put, like, a hundred candles. Yep, like old wood, <laughs> ready to be burned. <laughs> Dry wood. And hay. And let's talk about hay and your long list of allergies. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> what else are you allergic to? Because if you're allergic to, like, grass, it's got to be a lot of stuff. Yeah, that didn't seem like the farm would be a good good place. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. again, not to say that I got you covered here, but I got some Benadryl. <laughs> I got some tissues. I got some Dayquil here. What else? Oh, my God. You're like a pharmacy. Hold on. I got, I got some cough drops. Oh, there you go. Amazing. Do you have eye drops in there? <laughs> uh, I don't have eye drops. I'm sorry. Oh, I have plenty of eye drops. <laughs> uh, I'll Amazon order them like immediately. Okay, perfect. Then we're ready. Yes. Um, right. So my long list of allergies. Yeah. Uh, well, I actually grew up with food allergies and I outgrew a lot of them. Okay. Um, so okay. I had my first peanut butter and jelly sandwich when I was 18 years old. Wow. I grew up allergic to peanuts. Yeah. I didn't have it till 26. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. so interesting. You beat me. You go, go yeah. off. <laughs> Pop off. <laughs> What a flex. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I just, I don't know. Like, it's, a lot of people have seasonal allergies, right? And uh -huh. 
interesting. I guess I got all of them. So like in in actuality, like, do you think it would have been possible for you to actually live on the farm? Because like that was something that we discussed and a lot of people have been discussing with us is like maybe that's one of the reasons that he went a different route was because you were like be you know, blowing your nose 24 <laughs> seven if you lived in the compound with him. Or there was a conversation <laughs> no. at some point because we feel like that had to come up at some point. Like, is this a lifestyle you're open to? Did that conversation mm-hmm. happen? Yeah, it did. Okay. So to answer both of your questions, um, we I'll answer yours first, Even We had talked about it actually while we were camping okay. because my big, I think my biggest concern was telling Steven about like my allergy and the fact that like it would be an adjustment, it's yeah. definitely doable, right? Mm-hmm. Like you get, your body gets used to it. You take whatever you need to take to make yeah. it work. And I was like, people have done crazier things for love. Like why would I say no to something before you've been trying it? Like who knows? Maybe I would have no issues and it would be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted him to at least like know. And then also I think his biggest concern with me is knowing that I lived in New York is like, is live is leaving the city and small town life, even something I was open to. So we were talking about this camping and we really found great common ground. Um, I know that whenever I'm ready to settle down and to get married, start a family, I don't want to raise kids in New York. And so I'm looking for something smaller, um, but still somewhat close to like civilization of some kind. (laughs) Yeah. And then he said uh, the same thing, but opposite that he was like, I want something bigger. He's like, I don't know if that's Kansas city or if it's Nashville or where, but he was like, I want something bigger than the small town that I'm in now. Yeah. And so we found in my, he said Nashville. And I was like, Oh, like I love Nashville. I could for sure see myself yeah. if it came to that, like living in Nashville. So I think, yeah, I mean, we did have that conversation. Yeah. Shouts out to people that raise kids in New York City. I don't know, like, whenever I see them in the grocery store, I'm like, can I, I, I want to be like, can I buy your groceries? Like, can I help you? <laughs> like, is everything okay? They're like, the aisles on the grocery store are so small to begin with. And they're like pushing, <laughs> they're like pushing their stroller. And then they got like their four year old, they're holding their hand. I'm like, how are you doing this? But I agree with you. It's like, there's no possible way to raise children in New York. I mean, there is, but it, it's got to be it, so difficult. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I was on the subway one time and saw someone with a stroller and they were like struggling to get the stroller up the stairs of the subway. And I was like, that looks horrible. Yeah, that looks like my living hell. Yeah. Yeah. As you're like sweating in your winter coat, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. We know. We know. <laughs> I want to go back to the beginning. How did you end up on Joe Millionaire. Tell us what happened, how Cornwell found you, etc. Yeah, they found me on Instagram. I think it's the same story for almost everybody. They uh-huh. sent me a DM. I thought it was a scam. I Googled yeah. the casting company. I Googled the person, the person's name that reached out to me and everything checked out. They had actually reached out to me for a different show that was like a, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say, but it was like a Bridgerton dance-based dating show. Okay. Um, that never came to fruition. And so I went through, it was actually the funniest thing ever. Um, my first video interview, I had to waltz around my living room and my roommate was in the kitchen making dinner and she was mortified for me. <laughs> the, the casting producer was like playing waltz music on his phone through Zoom. So by the time it got to my ears, it was like the faintest little violin in the background. And delayed. Literally. So I'm just like <laughs> waltzing around the room. Anyway, so they reach out for me to me for that. And then after a few rounds of casting, they're like, that show's not happening anymore, but we like you enough to consider you for this other show. Mm -hmm. So then I restarted the casting process and ended up on the show. 
And did you have the same situation as the other girls where you were like pretty much told a week or two before shooting started that you were like in it and you had to get up and go? Pretty much. I had asked for four weeks notice because I needed to go to my company and be like, this is what's going on. Uh, And if they came to me and said, you know, Annie, like, you can do that, but we can't hold your position. Like I would have had to seriously think about that. And Mm -hmm. then on the flip side, if they came to me and were like, great, I need to give them time to find a freelancer to fill my spot as I was gone. So I did, I did ask for a little bit more lead time. Um, And so it was maybe like four or five days before I got the official call that they called me to say like, Hey, this is your unofficial, like start having those conversations. It's not confirmed, but it's looking pretty good. And so I had a good idea a little bit earlier, but it was still like a Tuesday is when I got the call that I was officially on the show and I left on Sunday. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, it was a quick turnaround. How do you pack for that? Do they tell you like what type of clothing to bring? I mean, obviously we saw a lot of athleisure was being worn throughout this, a lot of comfy clothing. How does this work? So the packing list that they sent us was (laughs) super lame. It was... 15 athleisure outfits it was 15 like cocktail nighttime appropriate outfits and then 15 date outfits and that was it that's and then swimsuits and they were like yeah that's it that's so vague it's so vague and like (laughs) and then the only thing that i had to compare it to is the bachelor right and so i'm like how do I find 15 evening gowns in two days yeah and so i luckily for my pageant days i have really great relationships with a few boutiques and stores like gown stores and Mm -hmm. so they sprang into action so quickly and sent me a bunch of pieces to use which I never ended up wearing because as you just said it was a little bit more casual than what I expected yeah um but yeah packing was interesting if you've never used packing cubes those changed my life because you know that we had to unpack and pack like every other day Mm -hmm. packing cubes are the way to go because you just like throw them around yeah i've i've heard that i need to invest because i i'm terrible at packing i need to invest absolutely should it was like truly magical did you get to keep that absolutely stunning white dress (sighs) oh that's my biggest regret of the show you didn't you don't have it I could have. I could have kept it. Um, the dress itself was like 30 pounds. It was so that heavy. Because all, all that beating. beating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was so gorgeous. Um, and then honestly, I was like upsetty spaghetti about it. And so I was like, I don't even want this as a reminder. So like I could have put it in my carry-on and like made it work to bring it back. But like I was so overweight in my baggage already uh-huh. that everything lined up for me to just leave it in the hotel room. And to this day, I very much regret it. That's tough. I mean, like you got dumped in it, so it's it's That's got true. like bad juju, but it's also just it, you look so beautiful in it. It was just such a stunning dress. Thank you. I think I think we put up a poll on Twitter of of who everybody's favorite dress is, and you Run out away. Of, out of the way. Oh, nobody else was even close. Everybody loved your dress. Thank you. I think the other people that voted were probably the other people's parents, but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have your hype people. Absolutely. I mean, you got one, Mama Jill. Yeah, shouts out Mama Jill. Mama Jill is the best hype woman. Yeah. Yeah, She's the best. Explain the experience of having your family come to set. Being able to have those moments where it's like, okay, I'm having my parents come. I get to see somebody and connect back. And I get to like talk through this with somebody who understands me as who I am. Like, How big of a moment was that for you? To me, that was a turning point for sure. Um, I didn't realize until I saw my parents' faces 
that I felt on edge isn't the right way to say it, but like I was so aware that I didn't know anybody. Like mm. everybody's face was somebody new. I There was nobody there that I could 100% fully trust. Like you mm. never know what production is going to do. You never know if the other girls are there and saying things that they actually mean. Um, and so you just like have to protect yourself a little bit more. And so to see my parents and to see somebody that I trust with everything come into this weird like bubble that we were in, mm-hmm. it validated all of my feelings because I was like, oh, what I'm feeling is real. And like life is still happening outside of planet Lakeshore Manor. So to see <laughs> my parents come and to, to have me like talk through what I had experienced up until that point and tell them my feelings for them to like hear it and to trust me in it. I was like, oh, this could work. Like maybe, th- maybe this isn't as crazy as yeah. I think it is. Um, but it was really great. I will say my parents were so terrified to come. They really put it all out there to, you know, deal with the cameras and everything. They were so uh-huh. nervous, but all the while, all I wanted from them was to say like, Oh, we like Steven or like we could see you together. This is uh-huh. what we're using body language wise. Like I wanted their analysis yeah. of how we were together and all they were concerned about was me, which is exactly what they should be as parents. <laughs> uh-huh. They're like, how's your, how's your mental health? Are you eating enough? Are you sleeping enough? Like, how are you doing? Oh, that's so sweet. It was really sweet. But at the same time I was like, okay, but like, what do you think about the relationship? And they just like really couldn't have cared less. <laughs> Okay, so we saw in the edit that your dad was a little bit concerned about, like, the distance and, you know, that you were a city girl and he was in the country and whatnot. Was that, like, did he actually come to you, like, I'm I'm a bit concerned about this, if it's actually realistic, or was that more just kind of, like, played up in the edit to be more than it was? That's a really good question. I'll have Thanks. to actually ask him to know for sure. I think it was a mix of both. Okay. I think my dad saw that my feelings were actually genuine and real, and... This was after Steven had chosen me for the one-on-one date with a bounce house. And so Mm -hmm. I think in my dad's mind, he was like, okay, Steven's also interested in her. Let's, let's like level set expectations. I think he was trying to be logical and think like, if, if it were, if it works out, they end up together. Life outside of this isn't going to be what life is like inside the manor. So Mm -hmm. I think, I think it was both. Okay. Also, uh, dad's playing this up, right? He's, he's getting lots of love. People are, uh, you know, making a whole bunch of things for him. They're like his co-workers. Like this, this is the thing for him now, right? This is like, he is milking his five minutes of screen time. Like I've never (laughs) seen before. And I really think it's all egged on by his friends too, right? So his, his nurses in his office, uh, like decorated his office door and gave him an Emmy quote unquote. Oh my God. His friends made a beach towel of his like screenshot oh from the God. show with them. They're like selfie faces in it. And then he sent me a picture last night that someone sent them a bottle of wine with a picture of me and my dad from the confessional room, like on the bottle of wine. Aww. That's so cute. So he's just like really leaning into it. That's a great... I love it. I mean, they stole the show. Show Both your parents were just so great on camera. It was just so sweet. You could just feel the love that your family has. Um when you guys were all just like together hanging out. It was cool to see. It was very fun. Yeah. I'm glad that everybody could see that. Uh, I wanted to jump back. There was a scene in the the beginning um, of, I'm sure you remember, you under the blankets popping your head out, trying to check out what was going on with the Katie-Rachel situation. Can you kind of tell us what happened from your point of view and why you were stuck in that room and had to hide under the blankets like a monster was coming after you. And what it's like <laughs> to be like a gift star now. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's one of my favorite gifts now. It's, it's a great saved one. on my keyboard. Oh my god, I love that. So many usable scenarios for that one. Oh yeah. It's truly always relevant. I love it. Um, that was that was the craziest night, honestly. So we were in the limo coming back, and I think you saw that on the show of mm-hmm. Rachel um, starting to spiral, and she was struggling with it, right? Like, you don't know what to expect when you come into a show. Nobody yeah. does. And then to have pretty much all of your independence taken away and mm-hmm. having to ask permission to go to the bathroom and having to ask permission to eat a snack when you're hungry um, – it's you just have to learn how to advocate for yourself. And I think Rachel was struggling to figure out that balance. And um, it just came to a head that night. I just I vividly remember me and Rachel's beds were right next to each other. And she was sitting on her bed eating a snack before she went to bed. And next thing I knew she was like, screaming and stomping and (laughs) pointing at things. And then Katie was trying to calm her down because the same situation happened after the cotillion. Mm -hmm. So Rachel had come home, she was upset, she was crying and Katie talked her off a ledge and really just like supported her back to, you know, just like sit through the night, wake up. It's not as bad in the morning. Mm -hmm. So she was trying to do the same thing. But I also know I don't like conflict. And so I was like, I'm not going to get involved. But I loved the fact that I was in the room and I could see it all happen. I love knowing things. I just don't want to be involved. So I'm under my bed. And I also know myself. I had so many things that I could have said. And so if I'm like, if I just like really snuggle up in here, I won't be tempted. Mm. But I was like, I want to watch. So my Mm -hmm. little eyes came out from behind the covers so I could still watch it all. But I... Yeah, I just I knew if I had said anything, if I tried to chime in, it was only going to make it worse. And yeah. I was like, I don't want Rachel to start yelling at me because I don't I don't yeah. know what I would have done. Yeah, she's scary. <laughs> she was she was on one. She was she was on one. Yeah. And then it's like, then just go home. That was my favorite thing. Just go, just, yeah. just leave. Go then. Just go. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, and then she did. So you know, uh-huh. she, she did exactly what she needed to do. Absolutely. Good for her in that moment. Yeah. Um, let's get to, uh, Martin, the world's greatest man, Martin, the butler. God, I mean, so incredible. Just tell us all the great things about Martin. Let's just, let's just talk about Martin, how great he is. Martin is such an angel on earth. It's really amazing. And he was always in character. He was Uh always in his same outfit. Um, I have to be honest. I was very suspicious about Martin in the beginning because I was like, is, is he just, you know, is he just like an actor playing this role of this nice man? Uh-huh. Like, is he being genuine? When he talks about his wife and his two daughters, like, is he being, like, is this real? Yeah. What What's with the gloves? I was like, I don't know how to feel about this bell. Um, but as the, as the season goes on, he's like truly the, like, the father figure of the house. And so mm-hmm. he would come in the rooms and you just felt everybody just like relax a little bit mm. when he walked in. And he just, I don't know, his aura... His demeanor. That's impressive since he's the one that was telling you guys when you were being eliminated and who was being eliminated. The fact that you guys were still like calmed by his presence, that says a lot. I will say there were days that we could anticipate when elimination ceremonies Mm -hmm. were going to happen because nothing happened throughout the entire day. And so then obviously those days were like a little on edge about Martin. But any other time he walked in and we would just like get so excited to see him. Yeah, he's just a just a light like he would I mean he has like a glow about him when he walked into a room it was like it was awesome to see it yeah don't you just like want to give him a hug yes so 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 badly (laughs) I actually I'm gonna go on a side tangent here I personally so a lot of people have bucket lists you know of things they want to do before they die I have a hug list of people I want to hug before I die 
and he is now on it. <laughs> I'm going to make one of those. I love that. It, I'm telling you, it's great. It really makes me feel good. Jim Halpert's on it. I know that's not his real name. He's on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your voice. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Gordon. Do you know what? On my bucket list, I want Gordon Ramsay to put two pieces of bread on the side of my head and say, oh, you what an are idiot you? Too. <laughs> an idiot sandwich, yeah. An idiot sandwich. I, <laughs> I will say I got to go to a uh, recording of Hell's Kitchen, and he yelled at somebody, and we were watching it. And like this, per- yeah, I mean, it, it's aired now. This person like walked out. I don't think they were ready for it. Because you saw the camera teams like scrambling and they were running out of the kitchen to chase this person down. And he was like yelling to bring this person back. And my friend of mine who went is like, she's watched everything that he's ever been on. She's legit just crying tears of happiness that she was watching oh, this yeah. happen in person. It was wild. You can't see it if you're listening. My jaw's on the floor. Oh my God. It was, I was like, that's the coolest story I've ever heard. Oh my God, he's yelling at somebody. Oh my God! What is going on? But that's why you go to Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Absolutely, you go to see Gordon Ramsay yell at someone. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a shot of adrenaline for you to just watch it. Yeah. Oh my God! Could you imagine going and that not happening? What a what a letdown. What a letdown! You sat there, you're like, oh, we had a great meal, but he didn't yell at anybody. Like the food was delicious, but there was no excitement. Yeah. <laughs> free wine, free food, but uh, there was no show. Yeah. <laughs> Let's jump back to the finale. Okay. Um, I want to say, because as you said, you know, you were 99% sure that it was you. Did you guys have any conversations that were hard where you were like, okay, this is going to be something that when we do end up together, this could be a struggle? Like, did you have anything? Because he also said multiple times, like you did, that you guys were like so similar and you guys like were saying the same types of things. Were there any, was there any point where like, he brought something up and you were like, oh, no, I'm absolutely the opposite. Or like you did, vice versa. Was there anything like that? Honestly, no. There was never a moment that I was like, mm. like, I'm trying to think back, but I really can't think of anything. I think we both had this unspoken agreement that we were just like going to see if our lifestyles could align because uh-huh. obviously like. I've never lived on a farm. I don't know if I would like that. He's never been to New York City. Like, who yeah. knows if he's going to like that? Like, I think it was unspoken between us that we're like, if if we try this, like, we'll see how it goes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, actually, it's interesting you say that because something that did get cut from the finale is in his explanation of why he wasn't choosing me, he said that we were too similar. Okay. So, which was confusing to me because all throughout the way, anytime that we found something we had in common, it was met in the positive of like, oh my gosh. like That was a good thing, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like we had talked about our favorite cereal was the same and we both loved Remember the Titans and there were like certain things that like we just like had, I don't know, it was just crazy that that was always a, a good thing. It come down to came down to the end and it was one of the reasons why it wasn't going to work. Wow. So for you now, is that something that might because I imagine this experience might, you know, change how you think about dating going forward and all this type of stuff. So we asked this last time when we did our recap, like, are you what's more interesting, somebody that's so similar to you or somebody that's the complete opposite to you? So where does that kind of stand for you now? Yeah, I have this weird perspective on that. And I'm going to answer and say both. I think you have to be similar on the deep things, right? Like you're mm-hmm your um, beliefs, like your, your beliefs, your character traits, your values, they have to be aligned. 
And then also I think it's really good to have the surface level things aligned, like the types of TV shows you like to watch, the types of music you like to listen to. Um, that kind of stuff has to be aligned, but the things in the middle is where I think that if you are different in that, that's what keeps a relationship exciting and interesting is like, I want my partner, I want to learn from my partner. I want them to be interested in things that I've never heard of, that we have interesting things to talk about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think you have to have a mix of both, but when it comes to similarities, it has to be those deep things as well as the surface level things. That's a deep conversation right there. Yeah. I put a lot of thought into that actually. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of leads to my next question from this process have you learned a little bit more about what you're looking for in a future partner like do you do you now are like okay this no this yes or anything like that yes well let me get my note let me let me get let me get a piece of paper to write all this down Stand by. <laughs> get your notes ready uh, i got my i got my paper i got my kelly clarkson paper we're ready to do this oh okay Ooh, my girl yeah. miss independent, miss independent. <laughs> all right i'm ready let's go cool i think So in terms of like learning what I'm looking for in a partner, I don't think this experience has changed what I was looking for. Someone, you know, that I I align with their values and Mm -hmm. is exciting and I'm physically attracted to, like all those things are all the same. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what has changed for me is in dating, and maybe this is wrong, like maybe I should play harder to get in real life um, because obviously it hasn't worked in the past. But (laughs) I think like, I think there's a really beautiful level of confidence for me to go on a date with somebody and say like this is what I'm looking for like this is how I'm feeling and then if that man isn't into it then let let me go right like let me walk away if if I'm if you know I don't even know if that makes sense but I think (laughs) okay because it doesn't make any sense in today's modern dating world that everybody has so many options right so many options and i'm sure like everybody relates to this but especially in new york like mm-hmm. you walk outside and there's 18,000 gorgeous women that are walking across yeah. the street like you're going to find another option there's always going to be somebody more beautiful somebody more interesting somebody more successful yeah. whatever it is there's always going to be that option out there so it's like finding that person that wants to commit to you and yeah wants to like limit their options for you i think is really important but I don't know. I think like for me, it's, I'm more honest with my feelings. Uh, Like I've been on some dates and I've just kind of like laid it all out there. And maybe it's the fact that I was had to be open and vulnerable on camera and I've had national television hear the inner workings of my thoughts that Mm -hmm. now I can say that to an individual person really, really easily. Um, But yeah, just like being really honest and I don't know, games are so stupid to me and like the not texting back for a certain amount of time and like those things like no if I want to talk to you guess what I want to talk to you and if you don't want to talk to me like that that's fine yeah (laughs) like don't waste my time (laughs) absolutely I fully agree with you I hate that this generation does that I've never understood any of that like none of it makes sense like why would you not want to talk to the person that you want to because you don't want to seem too available but then I know people who are like who have said they're like yeah, but then he looks too available. I'm like, well, then that's just the wrong person. Like, then that's just yeah. the wrong person. Like, they don't really want it. Like, they want to keep keep the game going and going and going and going. And then nothing actually gets anywhere because you don't talk about anything. Like, if it's not going to work, let's just stamp that out now and everybody can move on with their lives. Yeah, exactly. Now that the finale has aired and mm. you tweeted very, very openly that you were a single <laughs> lady. How many DMs did you get last night? A lot. <laughs> did your phone just buzz, 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 buzz? 
Yeah, I I had to turn off all my notifications. Um, <laughs> wow. But, you know, like the request folder. Oh, yeah. DMs on oh, Instagram. Yeah. yeah, the other. Yeah. The other. The uh, mm-hmm. it's it's a I'm scared to open it again, which is it's very nice. Honestly, it's a lot of people being like, you're so great. Like, what? it's not actual guys being like, let me take you out, baby. Yeah. And also send me their names. I will make them disappear. <laughs> deal. Deal. <laughs> Um, but no, it's been funny. Any blue checkmark people end up in those folders? I'll have to go back and look. I want to say yes. Ooh, go get it. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Then my last question before we get into our, our finals that we do with everyone. Would you do another reality show? And if so, what one would you like to do? Because I imagine there's a couple options where you're like, oh, that one. Um, yes, I would. I would love to go on Survivor. Oh, Ooh. I'm obsessed with Survivor. And also, could you imagine just like a month on the beach? Like that sounds. I mean, other than you like, understand that that's not what that is, right? You. <laughs> <laughs> I hear the words coming out of my mouth, okay. and I get that it doesn't make sense. <laughs> of like sleeping in a tent or not you're, even like, a tent you're like, like making your own shelter and stuff, right? Like you're not getting like my ties as you're laying out, pooping in a bucket. Fair. Yeah. Start. Oh, what are we having for dinner today? Oh, more rice. Great. Do we have any soy sauce? No, we don't. Great. Your seasoning is sand. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can oh, dunk it in the ocean for a second. Get some salt on there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I think it would be really interesting to do Survivor. I would do reality at TV again. I don't think I would ever be a contestant on a dating show again. Um, oh, well, oh, then they're okay. done that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's not to say if jill millionaire or jolene millionaire called me and they were like hey do you want this i shit i would say yeah (laughs) i mean that would be incredible i i really i i mean i'm sure you're in the same boat as everyone we want this show to be renewed we want another season it's just so well done and i do want to ask you that i know i said it was the last question i lied um the the bond and how great all of the girls were together and like just how much of a family it came off of was that like actually what was going on it wasn't fake right like that wasn't something that they edited together yeah not fake at all no it's like truly amazing and it was so cool to be in the house and like everybody has said we didn't know what we were getting into we didn't know who was going to be there Mm -hmm. and just really getting to know these women hearing their stories hearing their passions like we got to talk a lot about like our career ambitions and what we're looking for in life not just in a relationship but in life in general yeah and for all of us to be really strong confident independent successful women in our own right it was just a really empowering environment to be in especially when we were off the grid and so we were just like encouraging each other and like Amanda was talking about fashion lines that she has planned for her future. And like Carolyn was talking about her skincare company and how she's planning on evolving that. I actually have a self-confidence building program that I'm expanding. And so like we all talk about our career ambitions and it was such a fun and motivating environment to be around. And so it's like our friendship and our bonds were like could not have been more honest. That's awesome. I love that. Another reason I just love this show. Do you know what it is? I think it was the fact that there were two guys. Yeah. It diffused the tension. Whereas like me and Carolyn got to be so close because we knew that we could be honest with each other. Yeah. That's, yeah, Um, that's a good point. Yeah. It's a huge thing versus the other show where like, I believe most of the problems from the other show is everybody is after the same prize, if you will. And there's, of course stuff is going to happen. But if you split everybody evenly, like, on this show 
then yeah, you're going to have some people who are like, yeah, I'm not interested in that person at all. Like, tell me everything that's going through your head. I'm not going to use it to like backstab you in any way or anything like that, you know? Yeah. And I think you can see that after me and Carolyn had our one-on-one dates, like early on in the season when the bounce house and her like carriage ride, yeah. we came home and we got to be like giddy <laughs> together yeah. and be excited about our dates because we were so happy for each other. Uh-huh. And it was not by any means competitive in nature or whatever. Like it was, it was just like a really fun special moment that we could be like, like little school children together being That's all adorable. excited about it. Yeah. It's very pure. Let's talk about the uh, camping date where uh, the infamous Daddy Martin started and all of that. What do you remember from that night and specifically those things? Because it looked like, I mean, we talked to Martin yesterday. He said it was just pure chaos the entire day. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, I think it was so interesting for me because that was the drunkest I was on the show, hands down. Um, So I, at one point, like took Steven's guitar and I don't know how to play the guitar, but I strummed that thing for at least an hour. Like, I'm sorry to whoever was working my audio that day. I went in on playing that guitar. Just amazing. It was so bad. Um, but I was like, so into that and like laughing with the girls that were around me. I didn't even know that Carolyn and Kurt were fighting. Wow. I had no idea. Live in your own world. Truly in my own world, like (laughs) eating marshmallows, playing this guitar tragically. Like, oh my God, I had so, camping was so much fun. I was about to say, like, it seems like you had a blast. It was your first time. Yeah. It was my first time camping in a tent. I've been to like cabin camping, Mm -hmm. but Uh never camping on the ground. Yeah. And I don't know, me, so me and Carolyn were the only two on that camping trip that actually slept in a tent. Everybody else was in the glamping tents. And where we were, we were on uneven ground. And so I was, honestly too drunk to like think about how I was sleeping but I ended up sleeping with my head on the lower part of the incline and I woke up and my face was so swollen that I had to like go in the bathroom and like massage all the like whatever out of my face it was so swollen that's so funny oh my god wow it was so cold well since you do listen to the podcast you know what we're gonna ask you at this point we Mm -hmm. need you to do your best Brie Daddy Martin so Do you have the clip? Yeah, can you play it for reference? Daddy Martin! (laughs) I love it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Daddy Martin! Yeah! That's pretty (laughs) Your moment. Yeah, you had your big moment. You had your big podcast moment. There it is. I've been waiting a whole season to do that. Yes. Oh, man. (laughs) And last but not least, you know we ask it to everybody. You know it's coming. Pineapple on pizza, go. Okay, so I would never, ever, ever order it. Mm-hmm. If I want pizza, I don't want pan- pineapple on pizza. However, if it was the only option for me to eat, I would eat it. What a great, Preach. what a, what a great answer. Preach. What a, yeah. what a great answer. <laughs> That's facts yeah. right there. That is, that is, that is. So uh, obviously, we can't leave because people will burn this podcast down if I don't ask about cut. So when you come into LA. <laughs> Uh, so I can make the reservation. Um, I'll let you know whenever I make my way to L.A., Let's but go. we must make it happen. Let's go. Actually, it's funny you say that because the first episode that you were talking about it, I knew Mixie was in New York, so I assumed you were too. <laughs> I live scary close to the cut New York oh, location. Boy. I was like, this is crazy. But yes, I would love to join you at cut. Yes. Maybe you got to come to New York, Stephen. Maybe that's oh, the move. That's a good idea. Make a trip out. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. 
That seems like a good plan. That seems like a good idea. Yeah, I'll I'll City come boy. to you. I'll come to you. Yes, as I should. I, <laughs> as you should, Stephen. <laughs> as the courting process should go. Uh, Setting me you at Mars. I mean, New York is a lot closer than it Mars. is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> you have a point. <laughs> <laughs> what was your? I mean, you've seen the video. What What did you think at the at the time watching me lose my shit? The joy that was in your face. <laughs> I honestly like Loki was a little offended. I knew I knew why you were excited. I knew why, but you were so excited. I said to him, I was like, you know that 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 girl just like was hurt, right? Like you know that she's hurting. And he's like, yeah, but I get to take her out to dinner now. <laughs> oh my god, no! I had like tears coming out of my eyes. I was laughing so hard. That video was hilarious. That's great. Oh That's man. Great. Well, Annie, thank you so so much for taking time out of your day to talk to us. We really appreciate it. Um, if you need someone to uh, dig through those DMs and find gold for you, I'm happy to do that. You just let me know. We love a gold finder. Oh, yes, a gold <laughs> digger. That is me. That is me. Take that Take that sound clip, Joe Millionaire. Use it how you want. <laughs> season two. This is how it starts. Yes, season two. Oh, man. Amazing. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. And thanks for recapping all along the season. It's been really fun to go through this with you guys. It's been a blast. Truly, truly a good time. We went on the journey with you. Love it. We'll see you at cut. Bye. <laughs> Steven, cool. how are you doing? <laughs> you know, I'm doing I'm doing great, if I'm being honest. I'm doing great. There's no words. There we go. No words. <laughs> You guys, his jaw was on the floor at one point in this. He just like in awe of her. You guys. It was beautiful to watch. I, you are not going to hear. You heard me stumble through questions. You heard me stumble through questions. That's a fact. <laughs> but what you didn't hear is me really stumbling through questions. And I pride myself on that. I cut out a lot of me going. So <laughs> the, the uh, my thought. So tell me. So when you were there. How did you Yeah. <laughs> when in a situation like this, I was And I'm sure you cut out all of the times that she's like, Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Try again. You can do it again. <laughs> the problem was she was like on my screen, you guys. And I'm just like Yeah. She's a fucking vision and I just couldn't deal with it. Like we and were it, the interview was over and I just literally like fell to the left out of screen because I had been I felt like I was holding my breath so long and trying to like have it together and listening back to the edit as we were recording the intros I'm like I sound so much prof more professional than I usually am on this thing like, seriously that's what I thought oh no I was like oh Steven's like Steven's like in charge <laughs> I was like okay is my audio good sir oh no <laughs> guys <laughs> um yeah it was it was it was it was it was a good time maybe it was I don't a know. great time I don't and remember what like uh it was just good to hear the other side of mm -hmm. the steven side of joe millionaire um coming up we are gonna start to enter the tornado that is the kurt side of, <laughs> of um the Joe Millionaire. Uh, lots is going on on the interwebs with a lot of speculation of what happened and what's going on and did they break up and all of this stuff. We talk about all of it. So 
all of that is coming up. So make sure that you follow our uh, Spotify page, follow us on the Apple Podcasts or Podbean, um, Twitter, Instagram, join the hotties. We're going to be posting a bunch because we have a ton of stuff coming up. We're talking to Amanda. We're talking to Carolyn. Um, we're not sure if we're going to be able to talk to Kurt. He was he was supposed to be on our Stephen and Calla conversation. He was actually on at the beginning. His internet was that bad that it couldn't handle that, and he dropped off. So we tried, but yeah. it just wasn't going to work. And it actually, I think it worked out better for our conversation uh, with Stephen Calla that we we were able to have him, like, hopefully have him at another time, along mm-hmm. with maybe uh, Amber and maybe Whitney. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, if you haven't heard our interview with Stephen and Calla, that is already up. Go check that out. And, yes, uh, Kurt was supposed to be there. But unfortunately, his internet couldn't handle the hot, hot tea that we were spilling. Yeah, it just it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> ready for it. It wasn't ready for this jelly. So, so we're gonna try to talk to Kurt. Uh, not sure if we'll be able to talk to him or not, but we will be talking to his ladies, Amanda and Carolyn. So stay tuned for that. But until then, we will talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye. Love you. Bye.